Seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to their proposition that all men are created equal. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that Susie on curb? (laughs) Our 16th president, Susie. You can tell uh, we're jubilant over here. Totally, we're we're not a uh, we're not Twitter contrarians uh, or podcasters that make thirty five thousand dollars a month. No, I'm sorry. The uh, contrarian era is a uh, is a uh, sealed and a foregone conclusion. Yeah, no more. <laughs> good, good riddance. That was uh, yeah. It's the dawn of a new era. It's yeah. funny because yesterday, as much as I was, uh, uh, you know, compulsively checking my phone every uh, every five minutes to see if the AP had called the uh, the elections for Biden, at some point we just started hearing this like wave of roars and car honks, uh, just like rolling down Third Avenue here in Brooklyn. Amazing. And that was sort of the uh, that was the indication that it was over, and I stepped out just to take a short video of. Uh, of this momentous moment in history and people were banging on a can and like just being very happy and dancing. It was just like a, just like a stomp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stomp had come to town. Stomp moved from the East village to go on us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Bang on a can. <laughs> well, I have to say after the last four years of just insanity uh it was very uplifting and heartwarming even for me someone who does not live in the u.s someone who lives half a world away but Mm -hmm. uh if if uh you're someone who doesn't see why this affects people outside the u.s uh you're fucking stupid (laughs) yeah exactly the past, uh, the past four years just felt like uh, what's that Sally Fields movie? Uh, Not without my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so gonna it, be uh, <laughs> Melania in a few months. <laughs> Not without my six foot five son. Oh my god! So uh, I've uh, I've really been enjoying the memes the past uh, well since November third. Seems like everybody just dropped their cynicism and snark and uh contrarian sort of bone just for i don't know if just for a few days to be you know good sports about it but i feel like the whole past week has just allowed people to just drop this like defense mechanism that we had to take on oh totally four years ago save um, for a few people (laughs) yeah exactly i'm also just happy that those fucking like dick tracy like modley crew we won't have to see them in the news or i mean they're they're still going to be in the news but like you won't you're you're not compelled anymore to or like forced to listen to them they have yeah exactly well there's something there's something to be said for not having daily constant chaos in your life like 
I'm sorry, even if nothing materially changes for people, it's like not being in an abusive relationship anymore where someone's yeah, exactly. screaming at you every day. Yeah. I mean, I, I was yeah, I was telling to my therapist, it just felt like fucking like domestic abuse. Like, sorry for people with actual domestic abuse uh, uh, issues in their lives. But that's what it just felt like the past four years. And also yeah. this like Stockholm syndrome of like, okay, maybe I'll like find a silver lining in this terrible situation and my, yeah. my captor. Well, exactly, because it's like their their method of non-linear warfare against uh, their own country, basically, mm-hmm. is just causing constant chaos and stress, and there's no way out of it. And like you said, you can try to look for a silver lining or ignore it, but after some point, it's just impossible. It's, it is like living with someone who's just, you know, calling you a shithead every day. Yeah. Because that's what this administration was doing. It was constantly looking, you know, for divisions and faults in people, like making up faults and just dividing the country into factions. I feel like I've, I've exhausted all my adjectives the past four years. And uh, <laughs> if anything, I'm a little remorseful for... Uh, I'm not even remorseful. I just feel like the past four years, the reaction to that on our sort of side of the spectrum has been at times hyperbolic, to put it mildly, uh, a little embarrassing. It was definitely a, like a, what's the best way to describe it? It kind of neutered creativity with a punch yeah, or original thought. But, like, for example, watching either CNN or ABC or Fox News these past few days, it seems like reporting has, like, snapped back to more heavily leaning towards, like, you know, facts and just a bit more balanced and sober approach to things. Um, Who knows? Maybe there is a uh, future and hope for uh, some semblance of, like, balance in everybody's lives. Um, yeah, I, I think it just just one last thing. I feel like the whole sort of contrarian wave that uh, kind of became prominent on our side these past four years is, uh, I mean, it's as problematic as like Trump and his whole, whole agenda and bullshit because you don't realize that you were essentially like just responding to something rather than, you know, engaging in actual original thought because like you know biden's going to become president come november 20th and a whole sort of new set of worldview and approach and a way to talk about things is going to be introduced into the culture and all of a sudden all these like very time and subject specific contrarian views are going to just disappear and what's going to be left of that yeah exactly yeah i think it's it's easy to be a contrarian when you don't have anything at stake really when you're Agreed. <laughs> yeah. When you're uh, privileged in various ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like I said, it was very upsetting for people. So even if, okay, this isn't the ideal candidate uh, or candidates that won, at least it's an important starting point. But what was the other outcome? And I don't think it's like, oh, we need to rewind years. It's more like, what were the two things presented before us? Mm-hmm. It's like either this turd or, you know, the ticket that won. Clearly the ticket that won is the better option because there is a path to something better, whereas the other path was a complete dead end. Yeah. 
and I will just echo what you've been saying in regards to arts. There's nothing truly bad or good about art. It's subjective. It's oftentimes in the middle. And the same should apply to politics. Let's start with the fact that like nothing should be uh, turned into a you know, a celebrity sort of litmus test on who's the best candidate to, you know, reap the most uh, exposure uh, sort of benefits. Like, why do we need a celebrity either benevolent or uh, with malice? Like, just please, no celebrities anymore. Let's just make this a a non-issue. I don't want to hear about my politicians. I don't want to, like, read about them every day in the news or worry what they're going to do and, like, have to see their ugly faces on TV. Exactly. Or their pretty faces where it's even worse because like there's a visual and aesthetic manipulation uh <laughs> that has you like you know root for them because they look good and that's just bullshit yeah like i don't care for the uh i forget what it's what his name is gavin no, i was gonna say gavin brown <laughs> what's the oh gavin newsom gavin newsom yeah who oh, fucking no, was exactly. m- married to what's her name that uh that uh, oh, I don't want to say it's a pejorative about a woman, but <laughs> that bench, <laughs> the bench currently uh, dating or married to no dating uh, Don J uh, Don oh Jr. Gil Gilfoil or whatever Gilfoil that yeah. that mess that's screaming <laughs> the tin foil. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he was with her. That's just like what? <laughs> well, what are you like? Are you suggesting that he's like? Uh, like a benevolent like good guy he's just he's a politician like the <laughs> no, rest no, no, of them i know but i mean he seems more sane than she is <laughs> uh yes i'll give you that but that's exactly my point the sort of the the manipul the manipulation of the uh of the aesthetics yeah uh, this like exactly. attribu- attribution of values and and higher sort of standing to people who are uh, who appear um conventionally uh pretty yeah you know, I do appreciate this European model of how they kind of just recede <laughs> into the background more. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean Miracle because Miracle has her. It's more like a the blandness is memeable. You know that it's yeah. just kind of there on autopilot for years. No, but like in in other countries, it's just like okay, this person's prime minister or this person's president. It's like, can people even name the European presidents? No, because it's like. They don't have such an outsized role like the U.S. president does. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I can I stop you there and ask you a question? Yeah. If you had to rank the top three best looking world leaders, what would be your ranking? <laughs> <laughs> and forget about policies or how annoying they are. Oh my god. Um. I'm like, who? <laughs> who's who's there even i mean i feel like trudeau's conventionally handsome in spite of he's so shiny something about him he's a bit of a cuck like he he just he oozes cuckiness but i like i like the longer hair he looks like he looks better with that yeah yeah there's like he's hotter though Mm. he's not a leader but he's the leader of the NDP, which is the left party, Jagmeet Singh. He's that very hot man with a turban. In Canada? In Canada. Hold on, I'm going to have to look it up. What's yeah. his name? Jagmeet. Jagmeet. How do you... J-A-G-M-E-E-T. Uh-huh. He's very handsome. Then and there's been some guy? good... Uh, sorry? Yeah, the, the Sikh guy. C- yeah. 
Yeah, I see that. Yeah, he's very handsome. He had some good moments where it was like something, I don't remember if it was rugby or hockey, but uh, some, you know, manly moment that was caught on video. Ooh, there's there's a picture of him without the, uh, sorry, I don't want to make a uh, diplomatic faux pas without the, the what's the head covering? Colt, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> without the I mean, I don't, I don't know the... I mean, it's a turban, but I don't know the A turban, yeah. You think it's a turban? I thought turban was a Turkish thing. Well, I guess because in English, they, we yeah. use like a... Oh, yeah, it is. It is turban. Sorry, it's, yeah. it's strung up online. Anyways, there's a picture of him oh, with a turban. Oh, he looks like what's-his-face, that actor. Yeah, from... Uh, Jason... Uh, yeah, who's married to uh, Sofia Vergara. The guy oh, from the, the huge, like... The huge Jack the Hulk like, guy from uh, roided Game of one, yeah, with the long hair, yeah, yes, similar look. Loving this. Okay, he's hot. <laughs> um, he's hot. Uh, you know who's not hot? Macron, like disgusting. Honestly, not opposed to him. <laughs> <laughs> I know your type. <laughs> he's like, uh, he could well be dating Emily in season two. Oh yeah um like his wife for example that's just the that's just the victory of the discrepancy between the well you don't think he's good looking but just like the the gap between her like aesthetic standing and his she's a little she looks like she smoked one too many cigarettes uh, <laughs> uh jason jason momoa jason momoa yeah yeah he was he's... also on baywatch no the movie i think with uh zach oh, okay i haven't seen that Imagine if Zach Aquaman Efron. that flop. <laughs> um, oh, you know who else? MBS with like Emery Roddy, like in oh, Emery yeah. Roddy garb, but not in Western yeah. clothing. Because then you see his like Trump esque ass. <laughs> totally, his double vested uh, jacket busting at the back. Yeah uh yeah no he does look good yeah he looks good in the traditional in his traditional cloaks he looks uh very sexy even though he's problematic Mm -hmm. and evil um but yeah in a suit it's uh i'm worried about his blood pressure (laughs) (laughs) damn he's got a long name mohammed bin salman bin abdulaziz al saud colloquially known as mps well, I know you really want to go to Riyadh now that there's a thawing relations with Israel, so we'd better watch what we say. Oh, yeah, true. I also and just read that they're like uh, getting a little laxer with alcohol. I'm not sure in which uh, kingdom, but bring uh, it on. But but speaking of the Emirates, we should go. Maybe we can get like a sponsored uh, SpawnCon trip where we... Oh, absolutely. For, yeah, especially with me being Israeli. I mean... Yeah, did, there was an article in the New York Times a couple of days ago where it was like Israeli, you know, business people in a VIP lounge at the top of the uh, Burj. <laughs> Maybe that oh, could I'd be love us. To go there. <laughs> I'd love to go. Yeah. Maybe I can so offer them. Can hook I, us up with the. I mean, I'm happy to. Uh, if anybody knows like a Jewish congregation over there with a after school program, I still have all my portfolios yes. of, uh, of lesson plans. I can teach them about the <laughs> biblical prophets and I can teach them about the modern prophets. Um, Larry David. Larry David. Um, yeah, I'm happy to go. 
I'm happy to go. Yeah. I'll bring my okay, own so manischewitz. We're doing that. Which is, I guess, uh, kosher in all senses <laughs> in uh, <laughs> the UAE. Um, who would you say... Wait, do I, am I thinking of any other like attractive <clears throat> world leader? Oh, you know what? I like the one who run, ran for uh, president of Poland but didn't win. Rafał Czaskowski. TRZ. I ever spelled that. Yeah, Bravo? I I, he's, he's your people, so... You should Wait, have an intuition. Bravo. Oh, you know, <laughs> Lukashenko is also not bad looking. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rafael, R-A-F-A-L. Uh-huh. And then T-R-Z-A-S-K. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thank God for autocomplete. Yeah, he is good looking. Yeah, mayor he's of very handsome. Wasn't there an attempt on his life? No, that was the the mayor of Gdansk that was killed. Unfortunately. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, I'm Wendy burping at this very sad moment. Was yeah, he no, gay? No, he wasn't, um, but no, he got like, I mean, he was stabbed by a radicalized person with mental health issues. So, you know, who uh, else is kind of, I will say is good looking, uh, Klaus, uh, Klaus Wolverite of Berlin. Oh yeah. I mean that he has that, he has that drinker face. What? Yeah. Maybe now he's, he's definitely like veering into Yeltsin territory exactly but he's got there's something like it's like a cuddle bear a little bit yeah and uh we so shamek sent me uh this uh this terrible expose video of all the failures of the the uh building of ber at berlin's new airport and uh it took how many years instead of how many years well it should have opened in 2012 and it opened this week so eight years later uh-huh and i was mostly striking was the fact that they constantly on the go had to expand the uh the structure because uh it was just like uh, ill-planned uh at the outset and the fire extinguishing system couldn't sort of catch up to the expansion <laughs> plan and <laughs> we're planning on hiring like active like human Fire watchers. Uh, fire watchers <laughs> <laughs> to replace automated systems, which is um you know, it debunks the uh the huge myth of Berlin uh, Berlin of uh, German uh, efficiency. Yeah, I think uh actually we'll link to it on our Instagram thoughts on art. That's thoughts with a zero. Uh, it's a DW Deutsche Welle story in English, mm-hmm. uh, about all the drama. It's seven minutes long and it's worth a watch because it'll blow all those myths out of the water. <laughs> I'm also happy to do a narrated version with our uh, sort of <laughs> totally. pe- peanut gallery remarks. <laughs> so, so you thought that smoke could be sucked downwards against gravity. <laughs> Let me just say, when I worked, uh, I won't name the name of the company I worked in uh, while I was uh, in school in, uh, in Berlin, but when I worked there in summer, which we used to refer to as the, as the nicest week of the year, uh, when summer used to come and it was just boiling hot and, of course, no, no indoor spaces air conditioned in Berlin unless it's like a shopping mall or whatever, uh, I would get to the office at like 8 a.m. and it was, would be already boiling hot in the office with all the electrical appliances and everything and I would like crack a window just to let some air in and somebody would immediately shut it back up and would tell me, you're letting in the hot air. <laughs> and that's, that's just the mentality. Sorry, folks. 
Yeah, so everyone watch that. Um, okay, so like what? Okay, back to Trump and this whole chapter. Oh, of wait, insanity. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just so on the, on a flip side of uh, best looking world leaders, who would you <laughs> who would you rank highest on the ugliest, your most unattractive for whatever reason? It could also be you know the, your 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 sort of uh, internal ugliness kind oh. of exploding out. Okay. If Boris Johnson just fixed his hair, he would look better, mm-hmm. but he's just like disgusting with that hair. He just um, looks like a like a overly uncut penis. I'm yeah. sorry. No, just, he, 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 he looks, looks unhealthy. Like a, a loose flap. Um but kind of recent leaders. Like, what was I feel like Golda oh. Meyer kind of holds the uh <laughs> holds the title. She's she was a very handsome woman um also gorbachev wasn't the most handsome of the bunch um okay ooh, this you one... know you know by the way who else was kind of good looking didn't he die in a car accident that like uh neo-nazi sorry i'm even like <laughs> bring this up the austrian uh, candidate for like chancellor who died in a car Which accident. one? That, that twink? <laughs> oh my god, no. No, he, oh, he's disgusting. The current one? Yeah, the current one. It's like, ugh. He he honestly looks like a, a scion, like upper class, like art dealer, like scion. He, he might ugh. as well be like the son of... S- Sebastian uh, Kurtz. He yeah. is revolting. Yeah, it's he, like, looks like, he looks like anyone who's heir, in their 20s like or even 30s who presents himself this way yeah is a maniac yeah exactly like i do not know how you could look at this person and think there are good intentions behind those eyes Mm -hmm. with that like a serial killer or sociopath hair Mm -hmm. yeah no totally uh jorg haida you remember him no okay he was uh, that Aus- the, the like far right uh, austrian ah, politician okay, ran for president chancellor or whatever and he died in a car accident oh my god he <laughs> was kind of handsome it's um, a pretty attractive picture of him later hosen um yeah and i think up up top on the list uh trump holds his holds his place pretty steady okay and this one's really problematic for a hot one <laughs> more than <but> York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of along the same uh storyline uh okay. mahmoud ahmadinejad <laughs> oh yeah i see that it's just it's it's just the like the brazen hair that's showing no sign of a uh, thinning or anything like that yeah, no thinning hair, strong facial structure, mm-hmm. a handsome uh, Persian face. True. You know, sh- shitty person, handsome face. Yeah. It happens. But... Yeah, I mean, I will say Trump is definitely, like, uh, up top in the... Oh, he's it, disgusting. <laughs> like, if he just was not orange, accepted his baldness, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have a necktie... You- do you even penis? know what the baldness pattern is at this point? It's been so convincingly confusing. 
yeah, it's just that insane swirl, and apparently it's it's like a weave that's grafted into scalp permanently or something. So, so, so uh, you're, even you're saying he like retained the hairstyle that was used to cover the baldness, even though in the meantime he got a uh, he got plugs or whatever. I think so. Uh-huh. So, you know, when he goes to prison in the next 12 months, uh, mm-hmm. they're not actually going to be able to snatch away that wig on his head. Um, will, they, will, they, uh, will they allow him to uh, refill his Propecia <laughs> prescription? <laughs> oh, that's right. He was, yeah, that was in the physical. He's on Propecia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, world leaders. Heaven's- also, yeah, also like fucking Putin just give it a just dial down the like mid face injections oh yeah the mid face injections the mid face lift like he looked good 15 years ago he had that slavic puffer fish face you know and then it just got insane so yeah girl chill and also biden i like i guess i like just closed my eyes for a minute open them again and at some point he had like upper lip injections or like he also looks embalmed <laughs> a little bit but like you know what i don't fucking care because my plan yeah. is just sign off now for the coming four years i have had it <laughs> um, um well my dad oh my, t- my parents arrived today uh oh nice they got to poland early october and finally came to my house because i've been you know running around over the last few weeks did uh, they have to quarantine and no they didn't um but they were just kind of in one place the whole time but they came with a dog with maya she's so sweet sweet sorry if you're hearing kasha's snores on the background (laughs) she's snoozing in her cage oh yeah i forgot to mention i'm uh, i'm potting from home above ground oh amazing yeah uh but my dad who usually is very critical of older politicians you know he'll refer to them as uh corpses and dinosaurs and he's totally right uh like the nancy pelosi's of the world and chuck schumer's um he he said oh you know biden looked really good actually he looks much better now than a few months ago i wonder what they gave him and uh jordan says i run like biden when he, uh, when he enters the stage <laughs> he's he's uh more energetic and looks better yeah um oh my god fucking jerry salt i just seeing uh he's retweeted benjamin netanyahu's like finally congratulating joe biden and kamala harris on their victory um sorry i'm just i'm just combing his feed for any like glaring embarrassing uh posts of the past 24 hours um what about like uh which i guess my yeah go ahead i was just gonna say what about all the embarrassing things he's said and done over the last 24 years yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's a good segue for a new next segment, which is a uh, a thorough uh, sort of running down the list of who kept and lost face over the past four years. Okay, the, can I start era. with one? Yeah, of course. Uh, Jim Carrey. Oh my God, yeah. He also just has literally lost face starting to do uh biden on nsl nsl (laughs) (laughs) another biden moment having sorry i'm gonna call it a 46 moment from now on uh what the hell happened to snl 
like it's been obviously a slow decline over the past like more than four years it hasn't been that funny anymore but like i feel like uh the trump administration has just been the last nail in their coffin oh totally and jim carrey has been terrible as biden i don't feel biden i don't feel the energy it's not funny like i love jim carrey over the years and it's his kind of you know like anti-trump energy which i support um Mm. which came out in his artwork which we'll get to in a second combined with the impersonation on snl has just been terrible it's like he's lost all sense of humor He's not funny. How do you explain just, that? How does how does that happen? A loss of sensibility and uh, I think I just I think otherwise people are detached from the material in some way. Mm-hmm. And he's too like I hate Trump, and rightfully so. But I guess that's what makes it not funny, because every president before that's or candidate or whatever that someone would be. Uh, someone would be portraying it's like oh yeah maybe you know maybe i like bill clinton but no one was like a diehard bill clinton stan mm-hmm. um except monica um but maybe that's why you know i mean i'm I, like i want to make the claim that e- easy and cheap shots usually fall flat but then i like i go back to uh you know growing up in israel and just i used to watch the jay leno show growing up and during i guess the uh, the clinton era and all the shots were cheap like and the humor yeah. was really funny and the shots were also very cheap to make in the past four years but they just kept falling flat and i don't yeah. want to i don't want to give too much credit to our contrarian uh, uh frenemies but uh i think there is something in what they claim about the um uh, you know, just the fact that he's just been funnier than everybody else. And I'll, I'll give him that. He's been a very funny president. Yeah. I just don't want him to be president. Just fucking be funny outside of that yeah, yeah. sort of stronghold of power. Exactly. And sorry, I have to rewind for a second. I think I maybe made a reference to Jim Carrey playing Trump. He played Biden. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I think I was having that um, spinning thought bubble moment that you post on Instagram. <laughs> 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 you're but, having a 40 a 46 moment exactly but <laughs> but what i mean is he hates trump so much that when he's playing you know the the contrary point to trump maybe that just clouds what's happening you know if anything i noticed that his so he's a very talented uh, impersonator he's very elastic in the face but it just seems so obvious that the lines were written by the very kind of like uh, I won't say that they're untalented, but the current writing staff on SNL, it's just, I don't know who's like killing the punches there and who's like curbing the actual funny stuff. Oh, because it's like terrible. we can, we can update. It's funny. Like I like the banter between Michael Shea and uh, Colin Jost. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, it's the head, the head writers also do weekend updates. So each season, whoever does weekend update is also the head writer. So like the, the like spirit of the, spirit of the show is like guided by them i guess humor wise yeah but i just can't believe that michael shane colin joe's like write these shitty yeah. jokes but also it's just look at uh, like a few weeks ago they had the drew the drew show skit yeah which was horrible it's like 
I, what's her name? Chloe, Chloe Wise. Oh my God. <laughs> Chloe Wise twerking <laughs> Twer- to the victory. Twerking in the streets. Yeah. yeah. Twerking in the streets as a Borna Samak posted on Twitter. <laughs> oh Wait, in God. the streets of Canada or the USA? Uh, of, of New York. Oh um, <laughs> with a bagel somewhere attached. Um, Is she quarantining in the LaGuardia <laughs> School of Arts? <laughs> together with joel messler uh, oh my god um <laughs> mess <laughs> um <laughs> sorry, sorry people let's, said let's that, bury uh, the hatchets stay like put away the animosity of the past four years let's uh yeah let's, uh, yeah yeah this is but i'm laughing because people you know, we have a lot of feedback and analytics and people love our giggling ASMR. So <laughs> <laughs> we're just giving you, uh, dear listeners, what you want. <laughs> Again, I'm imagining a uh, Howard Stern moment, like in the movie where he has one of his uh, female listeners sit on a huge subwoofer while he, uh, he flutters <laughs> his lips very close to the microphone. So if anyone out there is uh, deriving sexual pleasure out of our ASMR giggling, please Venmo us. <laughs> also also, uh as i've mentioned i'm single and ready to mingle and uh located in the greater (laughs) poland area so he'll send you the coordinates (laughs) (laughs) i'll uh drop a pin yeah (laughs) um yeah wait so what what do we make of the macaron am i mispronouncing the gallery name (sighs) macaron macaroni i don't know macaron macarona as a german would say (laughs) um uh what do do we make of that show is that show held up looking back at it maybe we can say a couple words about that show well okay so jim carrey has been doing his like uh prismacolor marker drawings uh of trump and other social issues for the last few years during this uh would you call that social realism (laughs) (laughs) uh it's like a usa today cartoon wait does usa today still publish i haven't actually no idea i haven't seen a paper copy of usa today in ages uh yeah it's like a it's like editorial cartoons which i love that genre but uh, I don't know. God, like, there's a fucking like doodle of uh, Stephen Miller like God. spray painting his bald spot. But it's like Stephen Miller already looks like a joke. You don't even have to. Yeah, exactly. Make a That's joke what out I'm of saying. him. The, the <laughs> shots are so cheap. They're redundant. They're superfluous. Yeah. It exactly. Oh, God, there's a there's um, like a cartoon of what's his name? One of the guys who went to uh, jail, like the Trump aides. His first uh, his first campaign manager. Uh, Cohen, Michael Cohen, or no, no. I, that well, shady I can't guy keep with up the with, with the because alligator that dumbass, uh, <laughs> that dumbass administration. So many people went to jail. So many yeah, people exactly. quit. It was a revolving door of nonsense. Uh, like, how can I keep track? Oh, and I'm seeing this very uh, poignant cartoon of Trump serving America a plate of hot turd with the uh ukraine flag stuck to it oh that i'm actually really excited about like not hearing about russian meddling russian interference Mm -hmm. hunter biden in ukraine which like sorry i do agree on that 
I don't know why he's on some board. Clearly yeah. they want influence. Um, but like, so who the fuck cares? Cares just Exactly. It. I just don't care. It's like, there's bigger fish to fry. Yeah. And it's like the Hunter Biden foot job. Someone asked us to comment. I'm like, I don't care. Seriously. And not that like, I have something to, uh, cover up. It's just like, Oh, I great. Guess if, uh, I guess if we a president's did care- very adult son. Yeah. I guess if we did care with a fervor, we might have, uh, as many listeners as pod save America have on a weekly <laughs> basis. What is it? 1.5 million. Yeah. Times five euro a month. We could be making 5 million, uh, can you do a quick uh, Steve Kornacki math on that? What's the uh, <laughs> what's the revenue? A Nate Silver. Well, it would be five million dollars a month if we could get to that point, Amir. Could you what? imagine five million a month? That's well, how much we, they make. We, well, no, no. If we Patreoned, no. Let's say ten percent of people subscribed at one point five. So that's one hundred fifty thousand, and times five dollars a month. So we would make. Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month divided by two. Insane. We could be buying a house every month, Amir. That's uh oh my god. And they're such fucking hacks, those three, four, whatever. Yeah. Isn't isn't one of them married to uh Ronan Farrow? <laughs> I think one of them Who? is. <laughs> one of them, the more handsome the handsome ones, uh John Favreau, I think he's he's he was like the the uh, oh, Obama from uh, Obama show. Oh, that one, yeah. Oh no, sorry. I thought John you meant John Favreau from um. No. <laughs> what is it? Modern Family. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm gonna have to look it up. God save God save a uh, Pod save America, because one of them's like handsome, and then the other one's uh, married to. Uh, I think it's John Lovett, maybe. Yeah, John Lovett. God. You don't mean John uh, Lovitz, right? No, he's <laughs> funny. He's funny. Anyways, John Lovitz, married, John Lovitz married to a Frank Sinatra's son. And Mia Farrow's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apropos of nothing. And um, God, Crooked Media. How the hell? Like, oh God, how do, you, like, how do you name your organization Crooked Media? Oh my God. Are we that's not what allowed I'm to saying, make fun like, of people anymore in this new era? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like when your when when your whole entire sort of persona is rooted in the foundation of something that started four years ago and has now come to an end. Like, what the hell is the future? Um, yeah, that's that's why I'm ready to just like uh, unpatreon and block every one of these other podcasts. It's just like, yeah, exactly. What are you going to talk about? You, you mean, gotta look up John, John Favreau, one of them. He's pretty handsome. Okay. Um, John Edward Favreau, Ugh. American political commentator. He's got like a he's got like a cute uh, Alfred E. Newman tooth gap. Um, <laughs> but they're all just such like pearl clutchers to the extreme. Yeah, oh. and he's one of the Pod Save America people yeah oh i mean funny it's funny you mentioned the other john favreau wasn't he on friends didn't he play monica's fiance that rich guy for like a hot minute i'm pretty sure it was him maybe you're the friend stan god no i'm not don't say that i don't want to record it in in history (laughs) no your nbc shows are seinfeld and mad about you so (laughs) true uh which is impossible you know one of the biggest (laughs) 
uh, apropos of like COVID and Trump, one of the biggest casualties of COVID and this whole era is mad about you, the reboot. Because that was that Dead was supposed to, uh, to start. There's still posters for that, like in the in the passage on Fourteenth Street uh, on Seventh <laughs> Avenue, like on the train. Because I guess what's her name, uh, Helen Hunt, had a car accident or something right yes, before it was I supposed saw. to launch. Um, but like, also that reboot is like the biggest no one. Well, yeah, like what's going to happen? Avery uh, is 34 now and hates uh, their parents. <laughs> is that is that what they named their daughter? Yeah, I think so. I think the daughter was named Avery. And and I feel like, oh, no. Or was that on um, Murphy Brown? Oh my there God. was drama in the 90s that on one of the sitcoms that, she, yeah, that like Murphy Brown was a single mother and Dan Quayle went after her. And mm-hmm. the child's name was Avery. I'm pretty sure that was that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, so I, 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 no, let ahead. me just say, like watching Mad About You now, the original, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's funny, but it's such an amazing time capsule. Um, and it took me like a while to figure out what area in the city they live in, like what neighborhood, because it like, it appears Upper West Side D with yeah. all the like big residential blocks but i think it's actually like uh nyu area if i'm not Ah. mistaken yeah and does it say what age range they are well being that everyone like uh, in the past at least on tv used to look way older than their actual age uh sorry way younger than their no sorry i'm getting i'm getting it wrong getting it backwards (laughs) i feel like they were in their either late 20s but they looked older Oh, yeah, they looked mid-40s, but they were, like, probably supposed to be in their late 20s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Because in my mind, it's like, oh, uh, because it's Paul and what's her name? Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, it's in my mind, it's like, oh, Jamie is an older mother. She's 43 and trying to get pregnant. But that clearly wasn't the case. Yeah. And the cast is just so amazing. For those who don't remember, like... uh, uh who's who plays uh the parents uh carol burnett and uh mel mel brooks oh yeah mel brooks was on he's amazing um cindy lopper was on the show yeah everyone Um, check out mad about you lisa kudrow anna ramsey played uh lisa so jamie's sister that crazy uh crazy sister what is she up to these days yeah so shamak you went to the bathroom for a second and i just got news that alex Trebek just passed away oh no oh my god that's jeopardy really sad sa- jeopardy is saddened to share that alex Trebek Trebek passed away peacefully at home early this morning surrounded by family and friends thank you alex oh my god Ugh. rest in peace that's alex sad. we love rest you. in peace oh my we god. love you i mean part of my life since i can remember that's the crazy thing I mean, we've been watching him religiously every night for the past yeah. uh, like five years, especially since <sighs> they re, re started reshooting the show after COVID uh, settled down a little bit. Uh, and it's on um, Netflix here, which is nice. I've been watching it as well because yeah. ever since I moved to Europe, it wasn't a part of my life anymore. But I mean, it was always that and Wheel of Fortune. It's like I would come home from school and it would be on, you know, kind of that 
between school and dinner hour, like before the news would come on. Mm -hmm. Just like every day you would see it. Or even if you missed it, it's like nothing changed. Yeah. And that's what's so weird because, I mean, I was born in 1985. We moved to Canada in 87. I think I was sentient around 1991. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember just like Oprah wheel of fortune jeopardy and the price is right like that's everything Mm -hmm. i remember from that time and it's interesting because jeopardy is just one of those uh, game shows that has not been disrespectful or degrading to your like to your intelligence and has stayed that way throughout just let me point out a election season symbolism four years ago right after the election another prominent canadian passed away leonard cohen and now, like, really days after the election, another prominent Canadian uh, makes uh, departs the stage. Oh, my God. Well, I guess that's the reason why they brought on Ken Jennings, who's, like, a, a, a former uh, Jeopardy! champion, to uh, advise and consult yeah. on this season. I guess he's going to he's gonna <sighs> walk in yeah, Alex's no. shoes. Canadian, I have to add. He was Canadian. Oh, Ken Jennings is Canadian, too? No, 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 Alex Trebek, sorry. Alex, yeah. Yeah, no, Alex Trebek, notorious Canadian. Oh my god. Such a such a just wholesome a, a classy, respectable, wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, never said anything bad. Um didn't, didn't do kiss anything the contenders. Bad. Didn't kiss the contenders on the lips like um <laughs> what's his name? Richard, who was on uh, Family Feud before uh, like oh, the eighties. <laughs> didn't didn't um sexually harass any barker's beauties <laughs> <sighs> and it's uh well i especially love jeopardy because i i took on the the format while i was teaching at the after school program mm. and i i'd play jeopardy with my kids <laughs> uh not too often even though they fucking loved it it would be like a treat like sort of a, a monthly or bi-monthly treat if they were if they were particularly good we would play jeopardy yeah um and when we were playing jeopardy everybody got to win even though not everybody uh, got the same scoring uh, yeah rest in peace alex rest in peace yeah no that's really sad i mean yeah. like it was such a we knew that it was going to happen, but it's still very sad and kind of shocking to hear about it now. I also don't understand the mechanics of cancer because he, he was still shooting episodes up until, I guess, a couple of weeks. And he seemed to be in okay shape, but I guess there's yeah. such a mirage of the, you know, the internal, like, implosion. And exactly. The of, uh, yeah, like it attacks organs suddenly. And, yeah. and also, who knows now with COVID, it's such a crazy time. Oh, my God, yeah for someone who's like a uh, immunosuppressed mm-hmm. out of all the shows that have started reshooting since COVID uh, started selling, uh, uh, selling down. What is your, uh, what is your most favorite? What's the one that has been, uh, like a nice thing to go back to now? Um, Oh, well for me, I mean, most people aren't going to connect to this, but, uh, according to our analytics, our number three most <laughs> most listened country is Poland. So, so some people get this, but uh, it's Kuchenna Revolucja, which is kitchen nightmares in Poland. 
And what's the second word in the name? Revolucja, like revolution. Huh. So it's like kitchen revolution. Oh, I see. And it's Is it an American format? Yeah, so it's it's the Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmares. Mm-hmm. And that has been adapted to various international formats, uh, like licensed out. So this is the Polish version, which has been on for 10 years. And this woman, Magda Gessler, uh, she's basically the most famous Polish woman <laughs> uh, today, which is insane. How, how would you describe uh, her hair? <laughs> I feel like there's a Gaga, uh, there's a Gaga wig. The course. Yeah, there, there is that Gaga wig. It's where Gaga's wearing like four wigs yeah. of like tons of blonde curls. That's Magda's hair. And some listeners will know this, but I was in an episode of it last year. Uh, <laughs> I was in the finale dining scene. We'll post some screenshots of that, maybe a video. What clip. were you served? Uh, I had duck and I said, Super Kachka. <laughs> What's Kachka? Super Kachka. Yeah. What is, what is kachka duck. in Polish? Kachka. What does that mean in Polish? Because in Hebrew or like Yiddish, we use it to uh, refer to someone who's like a, a chatty, chatty Kathy. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, is it a Yiddish thing or a Hebrew thing? Yiddish. Okay, that makes sense because a kachka is a duck. So it's like, <laughs> there, there you go. It's all related. <laughs> We should do a whole episode about the uh, overlaps between <laughs> Yiddish, totally. Yiddish slang and Polish. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. And then in Polish, there's uh, some things that from Hebrew have made it into, like, you say, like, like what is this mess in here? What is, so, so balagan, balagan. Oh my God, I didn't know that. Balagan, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the etymology of it in Hebrew. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... You know, it's probably uh, an ancient Hebrew word about a hot mess somewhere. And uh, at some point it made its way all the way to Poland with, uh, you know, those expelled um, Israelites. Yeah, and maybe when they were having their uh, open air parties uh, <laughs> during during the 40 year walk across the <laughs> across the desert. Uh, yeah, you'd have a lot of uh, messy actors exactly the uh balagan or the bawagan in polish yeah that's the uh <laughs> that's a proto berghain uh. <laughs> so we should open a club uh with that name once covid clears out well actually i'm looking it up now and the etymology of balagan is uh is it's a farsi word balahana which means ah. a um what does it mean like a attic I don't know why and how it made it into our uh, contemporary languages. Well, What's and then the there's... Words? Yeah. Sorry? Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, uh, in the Polish numbers, there's also, uh, as we've referred to before, sześć is six in Polish. Mm-hmm. And in, in Hebrew, Hebrew, it's sześć. Yeah. yeah. And then there's also a Farsi number, which I don't remember which one. But it's the same in Polish and in Farsi. And there there are some words I've come across. And uh, Poles and uh, Iranians both have the name Dariusz or Dariusz. Oh, interesting. (laughs) 
Um, so that's the show you uh, you've been enjoying watching most. Has it, yeah. so they started re they they started filming again essentially. Yes. So like okay, lockdown happened in March. I guess as soon as they could film, which was I don't know like a month and a half later or two months later, there are episodes that already premiered a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So amazing turnaround where. She comes in with the face shield on. That's like when everyone started doing face shields because they thought they, it's like a appropriate face covering. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like she goes into the restaurant. There's hand sanitizer. They've made reference to the hand sanitizer brand. Um, and this becomes a part of the storyline too uh, because it's just like, yeah, this place is a disaster. It's a mess. And <laughs> on top of that, there's a global pandemic. So you need to disinfect the shit out of this shithole. <laughs> is she sent to uh, restaurants with outbreaks to curtail them <laughs> to lower the numbers? <laughs> um, there's also yeah. another show, which is uh, it's like Tabitha's salon takeover. I don't know if you ever watched that gem. I haven't on Bravo. Uh, so it's called Ostrachencha, which it means like a sharp cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's these two queens that go around uh, beauty salons in Poland and, you know, do the same thing, like whip it into shape. Yep. And those, again, if it seems like a month into the pandemic, they were filming as soon yeah. as they legally could. And there's a big, big uh, focus on disinfection. And they're like, you can get this disinfectant and use it on... <laughs> your scissors but also on your surfaces at home (laughs) and it's product placement so it's it it uh still while we were like in the midst of the chaos this was already on tv so yeah i mean uh, i'm more of an hgtv guy than a bravo ah, but um yeah i mean to me the greatest thing was uh just the the morning shows kind of uh going back to the studios yeah the kelly and ryan show Oh, are, are they still physically distanced? <laughs> yeah, but there's audience members and like the Bill Maher show also went back to the studio with uh with audience members and stuff like that. It just makes it makes the the whole difference that there's actually yeah. people in the studio. Um and it's surprising like I found those like SNL quarantine episodes. I guess there were two episodes or something. They were they were essentially forced to get really creative and that was yeah. a singular funny moment and then they went back into the studio and it's just not funny anymore. Yeah. Um Oh, you know what I love though? Wendy at home. Oh my god, talk about Balagan. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> yeah, like that's a Balagan uh to the max. Uh, in the best she and worst was frazzled. ways. <laughs> like she had her like bedazzled hamburger. She had her Be- Betty Boop doll. She she painted to be African American. The wig uh, was like off center. Yeah, it it just suddenly ended after two weeks. Yeah. Also, they inserted laugh track at some point, which made it so much better. Yeah. Like it was the biggest mess, and it was amazing. It honestly, um, it, it looked like uh, outtakes from Hoarders more than uh, <laughs> Wendy at home. <laughs> uh, but it's it's actually really good now. Like they, you know, her audience is just various staff members. So it's like eight, eight to 15 people. But they've piped in uh, the how you doing and the applause. So it just feels did the they, same. It's, it's did really they good. install an HVAC system in the studio for her belching, just in case she's a virus <laughs> carrier, <laughs> so it doesn't transmit or 
<laughs> um, <laughs> wait, so let's, uh, if, if I may, let's make a, a bit of a cut here. If you had to make a wish list for the things that you considered to have been abominable in the arts or in the entertainment uh, of the past four years, if you had to make a wish list of what you would like changed, improved on, or just started fresh, what would be some of those things? Oh, God. Okay, well... Okay, I'm so glad we don't have to see Trump in art anymore, like physical representations. Mm -hmm. Because, as we've said, he's already such a fucking loser and looks disgusting that no representation of him in a drawing or a painting can kind of humiliate him even more than he humiliates himself. Mm -hmm. I think there's something Uh, very uh, unimaginative and very unartistic about extremely stating the obvious to the extreme and not even realizing sort of the lack of potency and like this futile act of stating the obvious. It just feels like there hasn't been a lot of, again, I will say that original thought um, in stating all these obviouses, unless for all these artists who have, you know, engaged in practice in the actual uh, representation of Trump in art, maybe they just weren't seeing that, that they were stating the obvious. And that to me, if anything, is a little more concerning because I can't tell if the past four years were an sort of intellectual anomaly or if it was kind of the harbinger of where things are heading, generally speaking. Yeah. It just feels like a, a general... Something dumb- else I... Yeah, let me just say, it just feels like the past four years have been such an aggressive dumbing down of everything, and I can't tell if it was intentional or not. Yeah, I don't know if... I don't know if there was... It was like an intentional naivety, or people were just stupid, but... I mean, that's, I that's a I kind think- of... That's a rude awakening for for uh for us in this business because i up until like four years ago uh i'm painting it with a broad brush stroke but like i was sure that you know artists are of the more smart and astute crop and usually if you end up in this profession it's because you either think you have something to say or you do have something to say and i mean it's a creative field so it sort of record it uh you need to be you know a genuine thinker of sorts. Um, yeah. I think something that was so prevalent in the last four years was people deluding themselves into thinking that art as activism is going to make a difference and newsflash. It's not. I mean, I'm sorry. I, like, let me play devil's advocate. I think it could. I mean, and I'm just reflecting on like my, my recent visit to the beautiful show at the Whitney social realism its impact uh throughout yeah. history um i guess maybe the passage of time will kind of crystallize the difference between the two periods and why the past four years and the art that came as a result of them have just been so such a dud yeah and also well, like can you imagine like in a year from now looking back at the past four years and like 
it's just the whole like tone was just so extreme and loud and it's i think it's gonna hold up very poorly yeah it's gonna be very embarrassing to look back i mean it was embarrassing just to view it as it was happening but it's gonna be even more embarrassing looking yeah, back at no, it definitely. i think well i think you know this thing that i'm living through right now which is these polish protests i think people are making very strong visuals that people engage with or they become viral uh you know on polish social media and i think that motivates people and just kind of keeps the energy going and i find that very positive but then if i think like okay i'm gonna make protest art now and my next show at a commercial gallery is gonna be dealing with these aesthetics it's like that means nothing that's just a way of just capitalizing on this moment right and it's a fool's errand and it's just stupid in my opinion it's like it's happening in the streets this is legitimate why does it now have to be monetized or taken into some institutional context Mm -hmm. and i'll say it again i think for people of means i mean i said it in regards to uh, election day here in brooklyn for example the it just the level of engagement in general panic and stress and anxiety i feel like were incommensurate with the actual effect that the past four years policies had on those populations and groups and i just think people have to be honest with themselves that the effect of the past four years has just been oppressively psychological rather than sort of more practical in terms of how it affects their lives um which yeah, is it kind of, was which is very yeah. no i was just gonna say it had a big effect on a lot of people's lives tangibly and materially but not for a lot of the people who claim that it was <laughs> right um especially just, in the art uh, world i think all the all the rivers just flow to the uh jerry salts sea exactly just like jerry salts you're an old man with a pulitzer prize with a good salary and a partner with a good salary a car and a vacation home shut the fuck up yeah twitter just deplatform him please it's like take away his credentials like just from from the past day also like what get get offline just do some walking not talking yeah. as you claim uh, you do periodically he's just tweeted in the past 24 hours oh, trump has experienced psychological annihilation um madame tussaud in berlin putting the putting the trump God. wax figure in the dumpster before it's throwing it out wow bravo jerry salts God. yeah it's dave like Ch- oh dave Chappelle should get a macarthur award no, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I also, love Dave Chappelle, but he was not good on SNL last night compared no, to his not. previous SNL appearance. Yeah, he was just not funny. And uh, I'm sorry, that also has to do with the fact that he's he's a millionaire now and it chipped away at his ability to just see things in like a more yeah. balanced way. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Jerry Saltz is a fucking tool. He is a tool. I think Melania should divorce Trump. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Barron should <laughs> divorce his parents and emancipate himself like Drew Barrymore and eventually get a talk show. 
I was actually going to say Melania should divorce Trump and Roberta Smith should uh, should uh, just have a little timeout from uh, from the Jairs. Um, God, God, shut up, Melania should. Jerry also tweeted, I'm convinced that Attorney General Bill Barr has coronavirus and has had it for weeks. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Westchester County dispatches. (laughs) But, like, who cares if he does? Like, why? Like, oh, my God. And Uh, based on what? (laughs) Just, like, fucking go back to your regular feed of a uh, vulvaic artworks throughout history and uh yeah, phallic go, yeah works. Go, go make uh women uncomfortable on instagram and twitter yeah, uh, exactly. go go buy your 7-eleven big gulps and coffees to put in the fridge and yeah. just fucking leave us alone because you're one step down in embarrassment from donald trump you fucking yeah. loser as trump said about uh carly fiorina i think what's her name she was she also ran for a Oh, yeah. For Republican nominee back in 2016, he essentially, he what did he say about her? Like, look at her face. Would you want that face? <laughs> As a president, I um, I implore all of you to look up Jerry Saltz's face. Is that the is that the moral compass you want? Uh, yeah. At the core of your uh, of your lives, I just pulled up this uh, Artnet or Bible news uh, a piece from December 16, 2016, uh, entitled Artnet News Art World Predictions for 2017. And the first item is Jerry Saltz embarks on extended social media fast. Uh, <laughs> that, that was very short-lasting. And it goes, uh, in response to growing backlash against Jerry's irrelevant vagina obsession, New York Magazine art critic Jerry Saltz begins the new year with self-imposed social media ban. Announce, of course, via a multicolored handwritten note offering that a squeamish art world loyalists, a new moral Taliban, had won the day. <laughs> Has it? Four years later? Oh my God. And it also goes to saying, Saltz chronicles the 21st century wasteland that is life without social media and bi-weekly entries on NY Mag's reincarnated scene vertical, still somehow restraining himself from sharing a single nude photo, painting, or sculpture for 30 days. Come February, he comes roaring back with Instagram and Facebook accounts newly focused on photos of kale salad, yoga classes, and his surprisingly deft knitting projects. by the way this is the person who there was a entire instagram campaign to basically canceling him before there was like canceling people on instagram yeah i mean they they talk about the like the dark force of donald trump and his uh alleged invincibility i mean what's what's keeping jerry salts from being deplatformed for like all it takes is just to log on to his accounts to see the like cries for help in the um in the content that he posts yeah no he just uh he's a he's an old perv that makes women feel uncomfortable online and then blocks people merely for liking comments so yeah exactly uh so yeah that's something to throw out with the trump administration yeah all all boomers Sorry, go ahead. you mean <laughs> no no just jerry i feel like that i feel like he's very of that moment yeah he's definitely you know. trumpian 
Yeah. Um, I also kind of am hopeful that now Barbara Kruger's like truisms and punchlines will just revert to being like, like, you know, fun to look at fascistic in aesthetics, but without the sort of pretense of being like uh, political engagement or activism art. That's, yeah. that's my hope uh, for Barbara. Yeah, I, I never, I'll be honest, I never found the text to be that profound. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, of course not. I mean, um, what, what, what else is on our, uh, maybe we can uh, finish up with just a couple more uh, wishes from our uh, post-Trump era wish list for the arts. Um, I, <sighs> let me, let me add that I feel like uh, the past four years have, been i mean i'm reluctant to call them hysterical because i uh i don't want to invalidate the sort of psychological effect his you know oppressive approaches has been on us but like i feel like some issues have been taking a little out of proportion and you can see it in the arts um i.e like a sense of like active oppression and persecution of certain like minority groups and not to say that it has not been the case but i just feel like it's also found its way into the arts by means that are like hyperbolic and fall flat like i feel like a lot of things have lost their nuance like everything else in the past four years so maybe the coming period will just allow for a little more complexity in how things are portrayed i feel like the whole like obsession with the body for example could stand to like get some tweaking and refinement in how it's approached uh and not it's just i guess what i'm trying to say is i wish like everything would just stop being a reaction to fucking donald trump like a lot of people will find themselves like intellectually unemployed essentially come january 20th because they're gonna have to essentially reinvent the wheel and start like saying things in their own words and not just as means of reaction or response to anything that's trump exactly yeah i mean hopefully there will be room now for people of all walks of life to make all kinds of work and not uh an art world who presupposes what call for duty yeah and like oh you know you're a queer person well this is the work you should be making as a response to the trump era and that just is what it has kind of felt like Mm -hmm. where you know if you were a queer person you can just make abstract paintings or something right i mean Uh, i am i am totally biased because that's the type of work that i make but like bring it on i feel like the era of the new era of abstraction um now now is the time for that yeah yeah exactly yeah like now we can have true plurality and not some sort of like market or institutional motive that's uh dictating what people should be making but Mm -hmm. actually like let's actually show what people are making right and also I know that we live in like the social media age and everything's just so fast paced moving, but I feel like the art world could stand to sort of learn a lesson from the past four years and just take a fucking chill pill in the 
respect that uh, you don't have to respond to current events at such like high speeds. Like you also have yeah. to let things sort of sink in and process and like have an understanding of the bigger picture rather than like just react to it immediately. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that that's been the peril of not the peril, but that's been sort of the reason for some of the like quality that's been pretty low in my opinion of the art in the past four years. Yeah. <sighs> so well, I'm, I'm hopeful. It's also, I no, was I'm talking about it too. I was talking about it with Jordan. I mean, I've just been so habituated to, uh, you know, constantly be on like anxiety's edge and check your phone every five minutes. Like what happened now? What, like uh, what disaster has been like brought upon us again or whatever. And now in the absence of that, I'm like wondering if the gap's going to be filled with like another form of like anxiety or if we'll finally be able to just like relax for, yeah, for a minute. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. We'll be able to relax, but there's uh, still work to do, as many have said. But like we said earlier, at least it doesn't feel like you're waking up to an abuser in your home. Yeah, And there's something to be said for that. Because now it's like, okay, now I don't feel like someone is breathing down my neck, ready to flip out at me. Now Mm -hmm. I can actually do the work that needs to be done without distraction. And I feel like you know, living in Poland right now, that's the big issue. It's like, how can anything get better when you're constantly just like fighting tiny fires everywhere of insanity? Various small so fires. So even if, yeah, various small <laughs> fires. <laughs> so even, even if like the most like centrist neoliberal government gets elected, I'm sorry, that's much better than every day trying to pull out, uh, put out fires of insanity. Because yeah. it's wearing everyone down who is has half a brain. Yeah. And I like I appreciate the fact that it's been very entertaining and empowering for just in the American context for a second, for like half of the population that voted for him. But also fuck you. It came at such a like high high price for the other half. It yeah. didn't vote for him and it shouldn't exactly. be like that. And and fuck you. You're a fucking loser. If you voted for him, you're a bigger loser than him. Like I said on my Instagram story, it's like I'm sorry, we're going to do a special episode on Patreon one day. Actually, not on Patreon. It'll be free. And I'm going to email blast it to all these fucking tools who supported him. And there's tons of you in the art world. And go fuck yourself. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Uh, And just speaking of which, I saw that the highest uh, Republican voting uh, percentage was uh, in certain uh, areas on Long Island where some prominent collectors live, which I'm sure they voted with their feet and not with their mouth. Huge uh, shocker there. Yeah, I'm just wondering if now more people will be, you know, they'll feel comfortable again selling work to Ivanka. Yeah. Well, I really hope uh, when Ivanka and Jared (laughs) claw and crawl their way back to New York uh dear Ivanka and everyone else just makes their lives living hell in every way possible from your mouth to god's ears yes L- dropping paint cans off ladders knocking trays of food into them doormen losing their packages like changing uh, their wi-fi network yeah. name <laughs> putting putting glue in their locks like 
Um, you, your cute new car, you have to like drive at high speed into a puddle and splash them. Just like, <laughs> do you think they'll send their kids to avenues once they move back to New York? <laughs> School of future, uh, world tyrants. Maybe you can, uh, teach them at Hebrew school and... <laughs> I mean, I was supposed to start working this year at a uh, very prominent uptown uh, synagogue. I will not mention the name, but you can infer from my uh, <laughs> from my clues. Is that where Charlotte uh, went? Actually, it's a good question. I'm not sure, but that's where a uh, one one world le- not leader, but one very famous politician who just refuses to die and who will probably outlive us all. <laughs> Uh, he's a member of that congregation. Anyways, I was supposed to start working there because uh, my good rabbi friend works there. But with all the like COVID uh, insanity, it just didn't, um, uh, it fell through. So hopefully maybe next year. But uh, that's the that's the synagogue where, where Ivanka got her uh, conversion. God. Yeah. I will just say something controversial. I, I think Jared Kushner is a handsome man. I'm sorry. Uh... I sent you that meme of him as a doll. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I mean, it's evident in the family line because the the brother is handsome. Uh, Who is he married to? The Project One Way way Girl? Carly Carly K. Kloss. Kloss. The KKK. Yeah. And uh, the father, the the one who was in jail, was also like 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 a Sopranos type handsome yeah. looking man no the brother is definitely more handsome the one that's not a republican mm-hmm. he's handsome but jared I mean, it's like i get that they're nefarious people but like she's she's not an unpretty woman the work that she had done i think has done her service uh because if you look up old pictures of her well i mean when she was a teenager it's like you can't litigate that but um she definitely looks much better now she's like busty beyond like imagination but um i don't know That's, well maybe uh, they'll the, be able to come back to new york buy some more david ostrowski's and alex israel's and people will happily sell them or maybe alex the court and- will agree to uh return uh to uh <laughs> to put his name again on the uh, on the work that he uh I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so God. yeah, send us any hot tips of uh, art world people you know that are dealing with them still. Yeah, and also send us videos of your jubilant block uh, reactions to the Biden uh, Biden election. Yeah, maybe we can do a master cut. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, good times. Uh, okay, I have like one last thing I want to say about this Trump era. Something, mm-hmm. the one thing that makes me really sad, and I've sent you a photo of this queen. Uh, I'm really upset that the uh, American ambassador to Poland will be recalled, <laughs> <laughs> Georgette uh, Mossbacher. Uh, she's oh appeared. For a second Sorry. there, I thought it's the picture of Kate Middleton that I sent you, dressed in a Coldplay, in Chris Martin Coldplay like uh, toy Michael soldier. Jackson ball man, uh, strong she shoulder to, looks. She needs to stop doing her own makeup. I think she uh, went back to doing that. Uh, she watched The Only Way Is Essex a few times and did her own makeup. <laughs> um, she's trying to she's trying to cut down on costs. 
<laughs> After the grift of Harry and uh, Markle. Yeah, she's like, I bought I bought a coal eyeliner pencil, and this is all I use now for my entire face. She went to a, bo- a boarded up Claire's and uh, got home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be funny if she showed up with that uh, Su- Susie uh, top hat from the <laughs> Curb episode? <laughs> Which uh, you'll find on our Instagram, yeah. But and Wait, you'll so find you Georgia saying... Mossbacher on our Instagram too, yeah. Because <laughs> she was she appeared on uh, the Bravo reality show Southern Charm as mm-hmm. as a friend of one of the ladies. It's uh, it's like Real Housewives but Southern Southern Dolls, and uh, she's a camp queen to the max. She's an LGBTQIA plus uh, ally, and was very very prominent on Twitter going to war with people uh, when all this LGBT drama was happening this year in Poland. Uh, And I just can't believe that this person who is basically a drag queen (laughs) Mm -hmm. is ambassador and I have not been invited to a soiree at the embassy yet and she'll be gone in a few months. So I'm really bummed about that. (laughs) I guess what's her name? Um, um she's the ambassador to the vatican city <laughs> is also coming home now whose wife uh, is she oh god oh god i don't know what, newt gingrich's wife oh Cal- calista gingrich krista oh god i'm so bad at this she, like she has a bad facelift that's all i remember I'm looking it I up. did hate tweet at Newt Gingrich yesterday, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 Calista L. Gingrich, ambassador to Vatican City. I will say we had some pretty impressive spottings of some handsome Swiss Guard. Uh, oh, my God. The Swiss Guard. Members when we were doing our residency in Italy. If you if you don't know what the Swiss Guard is, just Google it and you'll see uh, people that look like harlequins walking around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note... On that note, um, is that it, Amir? Yeah, yeah. better yeah, this days was this, are coming. Yeah, better days. This was our election special. We have another episode coming Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you have um, any questions or comments or love letters, send them our way. <laughs> and let's say goodbye. <laughs> That's all, folks. It was nice talking to you, Pshemek. It was nice talking to you, Mia. That's all. <laughs> Bye, Trump. You're a loser, bitch. Bye, fuck turd. <laughs> 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 <laughs>